February 6th, 2005. New England and Philadelphia are in a deadlock 7-7 tie. As they head into the locker room, Bill Belichick is going to have to think outside the box to win his third Super Bowl in four years. But before that, Paul McCartney is ready to kick off the dad rock era of halftime shows. Will he succeed in playing it safe? This is Halftime. Ladies and gentlemen, and gentlemen, welcome to welcome Halftime, to the podcast, podcast that gives you the in-depth in analyses of Super Bowl halftime, halftime shows that you, that you never knew you never needed. Knew you I'm Dan, I'm and I am joined I'm virtually by my co-host, by my co-host Sam. Sam. Sam, how are you Sam, doing are today, you my, friend? Today, my friend? I am doing great, Dan. You know, I am ready for the dad rock era, ready to get that classic rock, put the devil horns up, and I'm ready to roll. Well, I guess to kind of usher in this this new era of Super Bowl halftime shows, we brought on our good friend, friend, Isabel. Isabel, 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 how are you doing today? today? I'm good. Thanks, guys, for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We are so happy that you are here. (laughs) We're happy, yeah. We're going to need a third person for this show, so just for this episode, of course. Yeah, not that we wanted to have you on, but we just needed you. It's not that yeah. we wanted right. you, of, we needed you. Of course, you. right. No. I understand, yeah. My purpose think... is purely utilitarian. Of course, Well, before yeah. we continue, are, are you a Beatles slash Paul McCartney fan? Um, I would say I'm a casual listener. You know, like if it, if it comes on the radio, I enjoy it, but I don't typically go out of my way to find them. Where does Paul McCartney go in your Beatles rankings? Oh, I do not have a rankings. Oh, he's second in mine. <laughs> George he's Harrison, number one, number one of course. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I like Ringo, uh, I like the, Ringo best. the best. Yeah, well, that's... that's Just because of his that's name, I don't know. I can't distinguish any of them. Any of them. <laughs> Especially if you show me old <laughs> footage, I would have zero clue zero. the difference. They all look the same. Yeah, all British white people from the 60s look the same. Wow. And all right. Well, anyway, Isabel, Let's I'm in the same boat as you. I'm in the same boat as you. I am not a not a huge Beatles or Paul McCartney fan. Um, luckily, I knew about half the songs in this show, which uh, was a pretty easy feat considering he only sings four of them, which is a big change from what we've seen in the past yeah. couple, especially. So. Yeah, and this is like four full length songs too, which is going to be something like. We're going to really have to get used to because the past couple, it's almost been like a mini concert where they'll have a chorus and a verse and they'll move on. But now it's like four full length songs. So get used to it. Sam, it's been a week and I'm still thinking about that that performance from last week. I miss it. Honestly, after watching this one, I missed that one. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, so this was all just to play it safe, of course, as we all know of what happened last week. They're just trying to play it safe. They want it to be more family-oriented. It's getting a tighter watch. So I think for what it was that they were trying to go for, they succeeded about the best they could. But at the same time, I do still have a couple issues with the actual performance. So. All right, well, right, well, I say we just dive right, dive into, right it. into it. Let's start out with yep. that first song, Sam. All right, so we start out with Drive My Car, which, by the way, the last song that we had was Rock Your Body. Now we're transitioning to Drive My Car. If that's not as much of a symbolic gesture to this is going to be a completely different show from here on out, I don't know what is. 
Which, by the way, they're choosing that as their opening song. <laughs> like, that's probably the one song out of the four that I probably knew the least about. It just sounded like it was for car commercials. They had the, uh, had the, the little beep-beep uh, beep beep going, going on. That was... That was... That was the highlight that of the, the song of because the song. I'm gonna be, I'm honest, gonna be honest. I was I was I was just in was snooze just in fest mode fest for this song. Yeah, yeah. This, one. this was this was. I mean, we we went from we went something from that something had all the theatrics and just had all these things going on to this, and it's just Paul McCartney standing there. That's it. Yeah, that's it. I would agree. Now I will say this. I loved the stage design of this. I think out of the five that we've covered so far, this is probably my favorite actual stage design, how it was like four giant screens all pointing right to the center, and right to the center of it was Paul McCartney. I thought the actual design of it was very, like, it just, it looked really, really cool, and I thought that it was simple, but it was also really effective for that. Um, I would kind of agree, though, with the song overall. I don't think it was a very good choice. The one reason that I can think, other than just they want to prove that it's different, is almost much like how Sting, with his Heinz shirt of ketchup and mustard, that was just terrible. Maybe they were trying to subliminally put in another commercial and just make you think about cars and buying cars <laughs> during this song because I really don't understand why this was their song choice and this was also by far the weakest part of the entire like show itself so I, I think maybe they were just trying to do another subliminal advertisement right there and uh, you know at the end of the day, I'm not going to go out and buy another car, so I guess I failed at that. So, uh, Isabel, what did you think about this one? So uh, my my kind of my notes here actually comment more on kind of the theatrics and and the visibility factor rather than the actual song because I, I kind of agreed that it was it was you know it had some good energy but it just was it was just sort of meh. It was just very like middle of the road there was nothing particularly exciting about it like it was you know i can imagine that people who really like paul mccartney and really like his music and his songs and the beatles they were probably super into this um which is i'm sure the demographic they were going for dad rock. Uh, however <laughs> yeah dad me, rock of course yeah i the first thing i noticed was the stage setup and i think like the very very beginning they had like those four pieces and it just like flashed with these colors in the beginning which i thought like immediately caught my eye and I thought it was really cool. Um, but then they used it later on to like have his face on there. And that's when I thought it like <laughs> got really weird. I was like, Why? well, yeah, they got, Why they got to zoom in that? all the people on the upper deck and everything. They, they can't see tiny little. This McCarty is what the show the is coming to. We're talking <laughs> a big focal point for the first, like, going to be the first 10 minutes of the show here we're going to be talking about the stage for about 75 i'll be honest i think the stage was arguably the best thing about it i mean i don't disagree i think that part of the reason that the stage worked is because they only had one headline could you imagine this stage trying to work for something that we saw last week or the week before that i think it arguably could have worked for you too but I mean, I mean, I think that, I think that they really they capitalized really on the situation that they had, and they had, made a very good stage. I agree that. 
it yeah. was probably, the, probably highlight the highlight or one of the highlights of the performance. Something else that I noticed. Uh, so they, of course, once again, had all the fans come on the field. Uh, but it looked like there were specifically a lot of moms on the field. <laughs> Did you also Adam. see what they were holding? What were they holding? I think they were like <laughs> glow sticks. And yeah, that were that, that were, they were that all they given because they, 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 they all had the same ones. It wasn't like cell phones because we're talking what? This oh, is 2005, yeah. 2006. Yeah. I don't think that everybody's gonna have that feature on their on their phones on their flip phones or whatever. So yeah, I if I had to guess what it is is that everybody who got to go on the on the like grass right next to the stage on the field, they all were given something. And so I think that. If technology, if technology was a little, was bit, more a little bit more advanced, what would have been, cool been cool is, is coordinating, coordinating all those, all to, those like to like make things, things happen, happen and, and for it to say for it things. To say like, things for like, for example, later on, we are going to see gonna everybody, see with, everybody the, um, with the um, holding up the signs, up the signs that, that form the words, which is super cool. That was definitely – I was really impressed by that. Nowadays, they probably could have done something with – the, the, the lights, the lights. Yeah. yeah to make they that happen did. and so i think that that would have been really cool because they i think that they did something with that um for the carolina hurricanes uh opening night this past season everybody when you walked in you got a little wristband and it had a light in it and they had like a little light show it was pretty cool and so that technology is here now but i feel like that would have been real cool back then yeah Big, uh, big missed opportunity right there. So the very next song, of course, is Get Back, a song that I actually do enjoy listening to uh, in terms of like Beatle music here and there. But I just I don't know if this was, again, the right song choice with these first two songs. I really don't know if they hit the mark of getting me into the energy and like getting me ready for this show that we're about to see. I think Get Back is better than Drive My Car, but I still don't think like it didn't really help get to where I think they were trying to get me to go. So now here's my question. Legally speaking, is Paul McCartney allowed to play any Beatles song he wants? Yeah, because him and John Lennon wrote like all of them. So so why wouldn't he sing Songs that, songs that every single every person, single person knows. knows. Well, well, Get Back is one of their more famous songs. I, I again, I mean, I'm not a Beatlehead. I'm not claiming to be a Beatlehead. I know but, you're not a Beatlehead, but like that's one of the things I do think that they could have. He could have played maybe like Here Comes the Sun, Come Together, even Twist and Shout. Like he could have gotten some of those. Start out with Twist and Shout. I'm, yeah, you know what? I'm just throwing it so out there. Better. Set list. Yeah. Numero Uno. Twist and shout. Then here comes the sun because maybe you want to slow it down a little bit, and then we go into the home stretch. But yeah, I agree with you. This song was very lackluster to me. It reminded me of Drive My Car. I saw no difference between them. Again, Snoozeville City. That's where I'm driving my car. That was bad. I I'm keeping that in. <laughs> Yes, I agree. I again, I like the song "Get Back," but I just it didn't do it for me. I don't know what it was. It just didn't bring the energy. Like it was again, it was fine. It was like it was okay. And if you really like the Beatles or Paul McCartney, you probably loved it. But yeah, for yeah. anybody who's not, it just wasn't. It didn't. It didn't bring that oomph. Yeah, just just okay kind of oh. lackluster to begin although, with. Although I wrote here that there was a really cool key solo that I liked at one point. Yeah. 
Yeah, I remember that, that happening. Yep. But that's all I really felt for this song. It was just kind of like, meh. Oh, and then I also noticed that he was wearing, he had, Paul McCartney had red, had a red long t-shirt, like fully yeah. under <laughs> his jacket. And the <laughs> well, sleeves were that, coming out. That, yeah, I noticed that, that too. So I thought that was a bit of an awkward wardrobe choice. But I mean, maybe Yikes, they're really two back to, to back wardrobe well, mistakes. Paul McCartney said in like the press conference beforehand, he said as a joke, he's like, don't worry, there won't be any wardrobe malfunctions because I'll be fully naked. Oh, boy. Yikes. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that was a funny joke. I was like, good on you. <laughs> so now we move on, of course, to what I think was easily. Not only was it the best song of the show, I think it was probably one of the best performances of a song we've seen so far in Live and Let Die. This was when I was like, okay, now I'm getting hyped. Now I'm getting ready. This is, the fireworks are coming out. I'm getting, I'm getting, uh, the energy is flowing through me. And I thought he killed it on Live and Let Die. I really liked the performance on this. I thought the fireworks were great. The piano came in. Like, it really worked for me, and I wish that it would have been... They al- I almost wish they would have started with Live and Let Die, because even the, the hook to that is a bit of a slower piano, and then it kind of speeds up and gets really fast. Like, they almost should have started with that instead of kind of putting it towards the end of the show. So, but I, I still disagree thought with you on that. I, I thought that not only was it the best performance of this Super Bowl halftime show, but... I thought that I I agree with you that it's up there with one of the best that we've seen, but I think it was perfect because again, you have that slow into fast. And so right now you're getting toward the end. You want to get it going. I think that this is the song that transitions you from a little bit of a slower song into something that's exciting. And you don't want to unleash the fireworks at the very beginning if you're not going to really. Yeah. Because, because think about it, if they had swapped they had, it out, they, they probably wouldn't have used better. the fireworks for the rest of the for the rest of the performance, other than maybe on Hey Jude. Yeah, you're right. So uh, I think that I think that, I think that it was very good. I think that this is up there with one of my favorite performances. And yeah, in terms in terms of a single song. Of yeah, I mean, well, I think that the only other one that's up there is maybe the whole P Diddy and Nelly performance that we saw. That might be well. That had a lot going for it right there. (laughs) So that that is, is, those are my two top things that are going on. And for a Super Bowl performance that overall I didn't really like, like, to have something like that, that speaks volumes about how powerful this song was. Yeah, okay. Well, then maybe take out what I said with how it should go in the beginning and just have other songs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I agree with that assessment. It was definitely, yeah. If the first two songs had been just more energy and and more hype it would have it would have like the whole performance would have been way stronger because i think the last two songs were actually really strong especially this one like it would like definitely i was totally getting into it and sam like you said the fireworks were awesome and it was just like the the flow of it like how it started slow and, and got really hype it was awesome it also, um, once he was done with the song, it had one of my favorite quotes we heard of, Thank you, Super Bowl! <laughs> just shouting that out, like, as if the Super Bowl itself is really hearing him. Not like, thank you, Jacksonville, or wherever this game was played. Just, thank you, Super Bowl! 
So <laughs> that made me laugh right there. Spoiler alert, that's going to be my biggest laugh of the whole entire show because there wasn't a lot of laughs. You know, this, this we, didn't, was... we, didn't have a, we didn't have a section dedicated to just nonstop goofiness like we had last week. We, just, we only have one little small thing, maybe two at most. And I think that... That shows, that how, shows safe how safe the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl and the NFL, and the NFL were playing it. I think yeah. that mm-hmm. you couldn't have had a safer performer. Yeah, I agree. And sing his songs. Every El El Beatles probably the most popular band ever. So arguably up there, yeah. Yeah. So I think, and of course they got one of the only ones that are still alive. So of course that helps. Yeah, I was gonna make a pretty bad joke asking where the rest of the Beatles were, but. I decided against it. Felt like that would have been a little bit insensitive. That's going to stay in the podcast right there. Uh, Isabel, <laughs> any other thoughts on this? Were we going to Hey Jude? Um, well, not really. I mean, I feel like it's all been said. Like you said, it was it was very safe. Like, I don't think you could really find anything in this performance anywhere to like offend anybody. And at the end of the day, I almost have to think if their intention was to go safe and even though it wasn't the most like exciting, would you almost go that over the complete train wreck of (laughs) them trying to go for something big and then it falls completely flat on its face? Well, I think that that if you look at the interpretation interpretation of people who were especially especially upset, upset, After last last year's performance, performance, if they went with something something big and eccentric eccentric again, again, then I feel like it would almost just be like, yeah, we haven't learned from our mistakes. Yeah, I feel like Paul McCartney was saying more than anything that the NFL could have actually said to defend themselves. I'm I'm not at all faulting them for going the safe route, which of course we're gonna have for the next like five more shows. They're all gonna be so excited to say. But I mean, at the same time, I still think like for what it was, he did a good job of it. So yeah, I mean, the NFL definitely they they accomplished what they set out to do, which was to just make everybody feel like okay yep our children can watch this and they're just gonna make as much advertising money as they possibly can i wonder good time for everybody to go and get snacks and go to the bathroom we'll put it that way or at least for the first half of it i wonder if now um after the super bowl 54 that we just had are we about to go into dad rock era 2.0 I mean, I just oh, don't even know who they'd take. Who would be a safe performer? I, like Ed Sheeran? I think they, they could probably go with, like, the Foo Fighters. I'd be Ugh. fine with that. Uh, no what offense to any Foo Fighter fans. Fighter fan. <laughs> I'm a bit I'm of a, a Foo Fighters head, as uh, we like to call ourselves. <laughs> but I think they could go with that. Um, and I'm just trying to think of any other 90s rock bands that current ads of today would be excited for. Nirvana. Because, you know, <laughs> So, hey, Jude, we're going to go to now. So, finally, to, to finish it off there, hey, Jude comes out. And you know what? I think that this is probably, arguably, the biggest song that the Beatles have. And so, I think it was perfectly placed at the end there. And I think it ends it on a good note because the crowd involvement here is epic. Because I think that they all came off of this super awesome performance and now... They're getting, They're getting involved. Paul McCartney, Paul McCartney lets, them, lets sing them sing 
a part of it. I don't know if it, it could be considered the chorus, but they sing the backup at least of that. And I thought that that was really awesome. That's the first time we've ever seen something like that happen on this show. So it might have happened at past Super Bowls, but out of the five that we've looked at, this is the first time that we see the crowd get involved to that extent and have that much like energy behind them. And also the entire stadium. They were all holding up signs to do nah, 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 nah. That was, to me, that was like the coolest thing that I thought because it, the fans that are in the stands, usually they kind of get gypped out of the, the halftime show, I feel like, because often, you know, they, they, maybe they don't have a good angle, they can't see very well, whatever it is. But like to have all of those people, like, I mean, even just the logistics of organizing that is is unbelievable to me. And then the fact that everybody did participate was also it just it they pulled it off so well and i was really impressed by it and i think that that goes to show that although this wasn't the most eccentric super bowl that we've seen it was one that required a lot of planning they didn't just throw in the towel and say you know what we had a real bad year last year let's just do something safe and not really do a lot of work no they still did a lot of work on this and i think that at least for the second half of this performance it really shows so yeah I, I I think um overall, just like that first half, not the best. The second half, I loved it. I really thought that the last two songs were just home runs, touchdowns, whatever we want to have our sports analogy be. They were out of the park, brilliant, great job all around, and they knocked it out with a strong ending. I just wish that that first half itself would have been better. That really, like, that takes it down for me. Overall. I also wish it would have been a little bit longer if they decided to do something like they did at the end. If it was more of the first half, I'm glad that they ended it where they ended it. But I feel like you have so many to choose from that, although it seems like they wanted Paul McCartney to sing all of his songs to almost the fullest. I feel, like I feel like it would have been would cool, have been to, cool have to have more songs. songs. Yeah. If they were I, like, the, were second like the second half. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think really at the end of the day, that's just where this falters is its song choice uh, with Drive My Car and Get Back. I think if they that's didn't, just it would, be a, it would be arguably top tier. Yeah, without a doubt. Looked at. From what we looked at. So from what we looked at, I think if I were to put this in my rankings, I would put it probably third because I still because I still like that second half so much even with the weak first half I still think that second half was so good I put it third maybe I could see myself putting it second ahead in sync and Aerosmith but if we're just saying compared to what it was last year I would say I liked it more because of that second half specifically where overall the 2004 one was kind of up and down it peaked in the middle and then kind of went downhill but at least this one it had a strong ending so I disagree I, I think I personally would put this ahead of last year but I mean I could see how somebody else they would want to put it towards the bottom but I would right now it, it is at the bottom of my list I'm giving this a solid right in the middle like 90 degrees or no, it or wouldn't no, be 90 zero degrees. Zero degrees, I guess it would be. Zero degrees, zero degrees or 180, or 180 degrees, degrees whatever. whatever. It's going right it's in the middle. Right 
this was okay. middle of the road middle performance, the road for, performance me for me because half of it was, half of it was not, very, not good. very good and the other half the was other great half was and great. so and they so kind of balance out and you saw that a little bit with last week's performance and some of the other performances we've talked about but the other ones at least had some energy i feel like there was no energy coming from paul until the very very end and while i think that the fireworks and stuff were great i feel like all the other performances have been energy created by the artist or by somebody on stage well I just really want to quickly ask with this. You say you put it at the very bottom. Does this mean you put it below even Shania Twain? Oh, yeah. At the bottom? Yes. Oh, wow. That's surprising. I think it's... I think that the music music was great. Was great. But when I'm looking for a Super Bowl Bowl performance, performance, I want energy and I want theatrics. Because I can listen to a song anytime. anytime. I can go and go go on my phone right now and listen to the Beatles. But I can't always see the Beatles or Paul McCartney. Perform. perform and so when and you so give me a lackluster, a lackluster performance, performance like that especially like that, when i'm especially not in person, in person it, it i don't know i like shania twain better and i didn't really like that one so if that gives you any idea i thought that individually second half was great but as a whole it's going at the bottom of my list all right, that's uh, that's pretty fair. Um, as I said earlier, my biggest laugh was "Thank you, Super Bowl." Just that quote. Can we make that a shirt? And point <laughs> in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Thank you, Super Bowl. Can we make? You guys that are gonna have a lot of merch. Well, yeah, of course. We're expecting everybody to buy every single piece of merch. <laughs> Otherwise, we're not calling them true fans. Uh, so Dan or Izzy, whichever one. What was your guys' biggest laugh of the entire show? Which, understandably, again, there weren't a lot of... No, this was... And I think that that was part of the reason why. I feel like yeah. when I was watching it, I didn't get excited about it. And I think it might also be because we're looking at it from an, like an analytical perspective that we're really picking it apart that if you don't have anything that sticks out necessarily, which is what they wanted. Again, the NFL wanted this Super Bowl halftime show to almost... Not quite fly under, fly under the, radar. the radar, but have that idea where it's like, you know what, like this was a good performance. I have no issues with this performance. And from an analytical perspective, I just, I was very underwhelmed by it. And so, I don't know. I It wasn't very laughable. And I think that that contributed to that. But I think that my most laughable moment had to be the drummer. The drummer was, honestly, I thought he was pretty funny just because he was this big, bald guy that was just going in on some songs that were, like, not that exciting. So I think that he had some of the most energy on the stage, which I thought was pretty funny. Okay. Izzy, you got anything? Um, From a laughable moment... Do you want to take just his suit and how it had long sleeves? I was thinking that. that. Yeah, I was thinking that because he looked just so goofy, like like a 12-year-old boy who didn't know how to dress himself. (laughs) Yikes. So now we finish off, of course, as we do every episode, and much like how the Super Bowl does, by picking our halftime show, MVP. Uh, Izzy, I'll let you pick your MVP first, and uh, we'll keep it going then. Um, MVP was the helicopter operator, camera operator. All right. Dan, you got one? I am going to follow a very similar suit here. I'm going to say the fireworks technician. 
Notice how, <laughs> as of right now, zero out of two are Paul McCartney's. Will it be zero out of three? Uh, yes, it will, because I'm going to choose the stage designer, because again... <laughs> I really thought that so maybe i should put this lower on my rankings i don't know now <laughs> yeah i mean i just i uh, like i can't say it enough i don't want to beat a dead horse but he he did again I, he did great during live and let die he did fantastic that's the best moment and i want to make it clear that that is the best moment for me is that whole yes. performance because that is up there with some of the top individual performances or individual songs that we've seen without a doubt I'll give him credit on that. But I think by far the MVP was that stage designer because for that first song, that's the only thing that visually let me try to stay interested was how the stage was designed and I thought it was really good. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so none of us are actually the headliner himself. That's great. Way to go, NFL. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, I think that that just about does it for us. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I really appreciate it. I know that Sam does as well, and Isabel as now a our first official guest on the show. I hope that you appreciate all those listeners out there. Thank you guys so much for the support, and please make sure that you go back, listen to some of those old episodes if you haven't. But closing it out, this is Dan. This is Sam. And this is Isabel. Thanks for having me. Of course, Isabel. Thank you for coming on. Sam, who do we have next week? So next week, Dan, we have essentially what is the Beatles counterpart in The Rolling Stones with Mick Jagger. See? I, I hope that Maroon 5 comes out here and sings moves like Jagger. That would, that would really make this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some sad news. That will not happen. <sighs> But uh, don't worry, Dan. We got one of the dad rocks down. We got five to go. We're making our way. Through.